Hey, how are we doing? It is episode 67 of Franco's World. Thank you for stopping by today's episode, the highly anticipated appearance, the great comedian. I'm very excited to talk oh, to him goodness. today. Yep, big intro right here from my guy. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, Mr. Man. Dan Carney. Dan, how you doing, brother? What's up, everybody? What's up, Frank? How you doing? Um, I didn't know this was highly anticipated. Uh, if it was, I would have prepared a little bit more for this. But I guess the three people that follow me on Instagram are here, and uh, they're ready to party. So thank you guys for, for listening and tuning in. And uh, thank you, Frank, for having me. Of course, man. And you have your three followers, and then I have my two cousins that'll listen to the show. So that'll be great. We'll do all right this episode. I'm excited. I mean, all we need is five people to tear down to tear down a country. So we could start throwing Molotov cocktails into the streets and really make something happen. I think that's how the Republic of Ireland got started. I think that was the Irish. I think that's what they did. It was just five people Molotov cocktails. And, and I am Irish, so um, I will. I will say this: no one in my family has that sort of ambition. Um, I'm not sure if I do either. Um, but then again, no one in my family is really willing to get off the couch and put down the bottle of wine. So um, <laughs> you do have ambition. He's got ambition, folks. He's got ambition. He's out on the road. He's doing gigs. He's crushing it. I'm excited I have to a talk drug to and alcohol addiction. Yep, it's, and I have a gambling addiction. So this is essentially this is rehab now. This is where this is our therapy session. We're getting it out between each other. I'm excited. I'm excited to figure it out finally for once in my life. Um, hopefully, you can provide some answers. If not, this podcast will be canceled. No, you're getting canceled first, guy. I mean, it looks like everybody's going to get canceled. So, I mean, we're, we're on what episode 67 now. It was a yeah. pretty good run for you. Congratulations. Say, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's starting to pay dividends. I'm starting to get free stuff. I'm starting to get ads. But as far as the cancel thing goes, I want to know what you where you stand on this. You're obviously at a much higher echelon of, of comedy than I am. I'm very curious to see what your take on the whole cancel thing is. I mean, I don't, I don't even have a take. I mean, people, people cancel, people they don't cancel. Cancel culture, it's, 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 it's beaten by a dead horse. I'm just waiting... It's beating like a dead horse. I just want to wait until November 4th, see what happens, see if Donnie T gets in office again. I mean, if Donald Trump is, is elected again, um, then you know there's going to be riots in the streets. We, we know that. Um, but if also if he's elected again, what's going to happen is I think some of these travel bans are not going to be lifted. Um, but if he loses, you know, I think that we'll, we'll stop hearing about coronavirus. We'll stop hearing about um, a lot of the shit that's been going on in the news. And people start flying around again and, and you know, we'll put down the box of tissues and ready to get back to work in this economy. So we'll see what the fuck goes on. But November 4th, if Biden wins, then he will be uh, or November 3rd, then he will be dead by November 4th. And Kamala Harris will be um, will be our president. That is the plan that is going to happen if she loses. Uh -huh. If K President Kamala is not in office, then I God hope us. Uh, help us that she is the new mayor of New York City and we get that cuck uh, de Blasio uh, out of office because he is he's done enough. His time is coming past. I know he has another 14 months, but but God help us. We need to get him out of there. Get him out of the office. The thing is, if you subscribe to the Republican meme pages on Facebook, Dan is subscribing what's going to happen in this country to a T. I mean, Kamala's going to take over the country, and then you're all going to get put in vans, and you're all going to be put in prison camps. It's what's going to happen. And by the way, by the way, I want that to happen. This isn't me complaining and say, oh, God, she's going to be present. This is what I want. to. It's just what's going to happen. And it's really not up to me. It's not up to you. It's not up to any of our listeners out there. But if she if, if Biden wins, he will die on the next day, and then it will be President Kamala Harris taking office. And that's what I want to happen. It's not even me complaining. I just I think we need to go back to being distracted and be behind bars again. So I'm really excited to see if that goes down. I miss so much 
a puppet president that's just controlled by the banks, and I'm just blind to everything. And I just go about my day. I miss that. I miss it too, and you know what? Here's the thing: America misses it too, whether they can like it or they whether they can admit it or not. I mean, it's so funny. My dad, my dad was is, is an army veteran. Um, you know, thank you for his service. And he was uh, he retired after like 30 years in the service. You know, he was a fucking colonel and all that shit. And I and I called him the other day. I was like, hey man, because uh, I don't know if you saw that article in the Atlantic where uh, it's just disparaging Trump, saying that you know he's. Uh, said some nasty things about the troops, calling them suckers and losers for dying in a war, which, by the way, are things that it's very you know plausible for him to say and believe. I mean, the man was a is is, is a billionaire, um, you know, who you know travels on planes to islands with you know other democratic uh, <laughs> democratic uh, politicians to uh, to get massages from you know people that work at uh, Panera Bread. So yep. it's uh, it's really just like, you know, what, what, what do you think he he, he, do, he doesn't care about these people? But I but I called my dad because he, he was an Army veteran. I was like, what do you think about the things that are said um, or in, in this article that, you know, Donald uh, Trump said about, you know, the troops, how he doesn't like them, he doesn't respect them. And my dad was like, he essentially was like, look, man, it's fake news. He was like, I don't believe that stuff. And I'm like, okay, all right, well, let's change the topic. And then you know, I hang up the phone. I'm like, look, this guy is never not going to believe that Donald Trump is his biggest fan. Um, and there's a lot of people in the country that believe that as well. So I just think that whether you like the man or not, it's just bad for the temperament of the country and 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 the climate and, you know, my relationship with my parents. So we need to get him <laughs> out of there. <laughs> we need to get Donnie America out of there. I mean, my dad's a military guy, too. Uh, thank you for your service. Not nearly as high oh, of nice. rank as your father. Uh, he was an Air Force guy. and uh, Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> And uh, he's now watching One American News, which is a great program. I think everyone should watch One American News. It's the only true news station that will definitely keep you informed. And you know one thing I also miss? I miss the threat <laughs> you level. You plug it, it's like QAnon. <laughs> everyone should go watch One American News. It's the only news channel that Donald uh, Trump <laughs> likes answering questions from. Interesting. So what were, you, what were you saying after that? I I was going to go back to the whole off. presidential thing. No, don't worry about it. I mean, yeah, we, have audio, yeah. we have audio issues. Don't worry about it. Uh, President, no, you're, you're on top of it. You've done 167 of these episodes. So, yeah, uh, the only thing I miss is President President Bush. <laughs> we need the color levels. We need threat indigo. That's what we need to do to distract the country. Okay, we don't have orange threat. We don't have red threat. We need that. We need that. Look, I mean, I, Kamala Harris is going to be president if Biden wins. I mean, that's the plan. There's no way uh, anybody should expect Biden to stay healthy or, or alive. Um, for more than a week after he's he's elected president, um, that it's going to be Kamala, and I think we need to go back to that. I mean, look, like you said about the you know the indigo levels or whatever orange level threat level midnight whatever it is. Yep. I mean, we've had an orange level threat for the last four years, and really, <laughs> it's uh, it's his name is Donald Trump. I mean, look, like and this isn't me saying oh his policies suck this this and that because you know his supporters will say look like I follow his policy I don't follow his twitter but they also follow his twitter um so it's oh, a little yeah. hypocritical but but with, with, with that being said it's just it's just bad for the energy of the country look like you could say that all of the you know if Kamala goes in, she's going to arrest people, and Biden's coming in, he's going to be a socialist, whatever. The president doesn't get anything done. It's big money gets things done. These people no, are exactly all that really right. matters all that matters is what they tweet. That is really it. I'm sure that there's a few things that they have uh, they have influence in. Um, but really, I, I, I've, I've said this to some of my friends. I've said this to some other people as well. Donald Trump is probably the most influential president we've ever had because of the information age. I mean, 
we could only guess how Nixon would be viewed if there was a Twitter back in his age, you know, or any of these presidents for that matter, or Reagan, whoever it is. But Donald Trump could tweet something and then it, it's reflected in real life. If Donald tweeted, you know, gun down Antifa, there would be people shooting in the streets, you know, within, within seconds. So look, like it's whether it's not about really, you know, the bills that he's signing, even though it's very important. It's about the what his fingers are fucking doing um, on that blue app. So. That is that is what we really need to 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 get some help with. And look, a lot of people have built their careers off of uh, commenting and critiquing and and picketing against Trump. Um, a yep. lot of people in comedy now. You go to people's comedy pages on Twitter and Instagram. It says comedian slash activist. I mean, I literally <laughs> saw. Uh, I forget what publication printed it, and I'm not going to try to guess and disparage or, or slander one. Um, but they they were promoting someone special, and it was, it was it was a comedian who has a little bit of notoriety, not a ton. He's not really respected, but it was uh-huh. like it was a comedian activist puts out special on blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, this is the this is not good. This is not good when comedians or specials are promoted Comedy's as comedians over. and actors. It's over. It's it, you're exactly right when it's a comedian and activist. So we need to go back to be just being comedy. But take okay, go ahead, be be the activist for Biden. That's lame. It's hack. It's going with the flow. I'm you know I, I there's a lot of people that have built their careers off of going against Trump. Um, it's not me. It's not you. I'm not with or against. I'm not saying whatever. But it's it's just like enough is enough. I'm I'm fucking I'm over it. I'm annoyed. And when he does go away, I think. Um, I think I think there's going to be real change in you know America's day to day, and also what pop culture looks like. Mm-hmm. I, I I tend so. to uh, I tend to agree with you there. He's changed the game entirely. I mean, the whole presidential game is completely flipped on its head. Maybe for the good, maybe for the better. Maybe we get uh, you know more parties out of this. I don't know. You know, I'm just a guy. Yeah, but going that's a back great to point. going back to the to the comedy uh, to the comedy uh, conversation. I mean, these people are out here. You know, I don't want to name any names, but, you know, whenever your whole act is like just saying what he says and just trying to be funny off that, just be like, can you believe he said that? And like, that's your, that's the whole stick. (laughs) Are you, is that, is that real? Like, I'm lost. It's, it's just, I mean, it's like, hey, look, if he loses, then good luck. You know, good luck. You know, it, it, it is what it is. But yeah, the whole activist thing, it's like, you're also, you're not an activist. Like a lot of these people that are they're saying they're activists were making these, these crazy, edgy jokes, you know, five, six years ago um, when Obama was in office. And now that, that he's not, they're like, okay, well, how am I going to adapt? And, and, and you, know, you know, a lot of, you know, great, successful people, they think of how they're going to innovate. And for mm-hmm. some people, the innovation turned into uh, activism, which you know, could be annoying. I'm not saying that it doesn't have a place in the world. It, it obviously mm-hmm. does, but uh, in it's just it's just not comedy. It's not even me like critiquing their comedy. It's just being objective. It's like look, it it's just not. You know what I mean? It's just it's just not what it is. Yeah, and you know, I I love uh, you know I love jokes just much as the next guy. Okay, but after I'd say this is before Trump got elected. So take me back to maybe. Uh, Let's just go to October, October 2016, all right? Trump hasn't been elected yet. The world still thinks he's going to lose, so he's the butt of every joke. And, you know, Fallon is out there doing shots and saying, like, look, he's orange. Isn't that funny? And then it just never stopped. And I got tired of those jokes November. I got tired of those jokes the day he got elected. I was like, okay, let's move on. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, I I was kind of at the same boat. I mean, it's so funny that like people are gonna listen to this episode and think I'm like Ben Shapiro. I mean, just like it's like it's not even really like that. It's just there's no nuance any, anymore. Like 
you say one thing, you think people like you, you critique one side, they think you're on the other side. You say mm-hmm. something positive about that side, they think you're on it. I mean, it's just like, can we can we have like a nuanced argument here? But look, like every, I mean, look at the look at the quarantine, look at the pandemic, look what happened with a lot of these people who stopped d- putting out comedy videos or sketches or or whatever it is that they started in OnlyFans or they started yeah. like an activist page. And it's like, look, like if you want to be an activist, go ahead. Like the world does need those people, but it's like you can't be comedian and, and activist. Okay, you could be a, a there. It's just not what it is. No, okay, that's because not how comedian it is. a lot made- of people. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're exactly right. I was just going to finish my part about like you know comedians turning into like porn stars and and activists. So it's just it's just annoying. Well, comedians were made to puncture holes in situations to, to kind of like deflate them and, and show like look how dumb you look look for believing in that. Yes, and also believing in this. And you can't go both feet into one side and just solely like throw darts at the other side. That's just not how it works. Why I want to put this out there. If you, if if you if someone can it can tell me with hundred percent truth and objectivity that I will get paid twenty at least twenty five hundred dollars to to sell pictures of my feet on the internet, I will quit comedy today and I will do that. So I'm I'm not saying I'm above that. All right. If Book if the market is the there for my yep, feet, I yeah. If 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 mar if the market is there for my feet to be on the internet and for me to make money off that, then I will one hundred percent go full on with that. I will I will run towards that. I will change my Twitter bio. I don't really give a fuck. All right, but yep. you can't have both. You know, I'm not going to still pretend I am something that I'm not. I'm with. Uh, yeah. you you have a subscriber in me. You know where that first check is coming from. It's coming from me. Okay, I, I, I believe that, in man. you. And if you can, if you can, you know, wrangle up a few more listeners and 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 get some some real ad money in here, and then start buying pictures of my feet. You know, I think we could really be in business. I'll write, I'll write your Twitter handle or something on my feet on the bottom of it. I'll sell it <laughs> online, and uh, we could start an empire. But look, like, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know if people find my feet attractive. I, I objectively, I think they're disgusting. But you know, there's a market for that. So, and yep. also, it's like you can't say my feet are disgusting because then it hurts my feelings, and now you're a bad person. So, it just what is what it is. And now yeah, I'm canceled because we were talking about the feet. But activism as a whole right now, it's very popular. It's very trendy to be an activist. It's very it's easy. It's very easy to put in your bio this and that. I 100%. believe this. I believe that. Uh, I think I think the generation below us, Gen Z, I and mean, if we're in Gen Z, okay, whatever. The people below us, I think they're even more radicalized about it because like that's all they see on the internet all day is that they think, like, this is what I have to be. And I don't blame them at all. Like you can't blame them because look, if you're a 20, 21 year old and you're still in college and you're like, well, fuck you. The, the economy just crashed while I'm in college. I have a good major. Now, like when the economy is like before the economy is booming, I was like, okay, I just go to college. I fuck around for four years and I get a job. That's exactly what I did. Um, so I don't blame those people. But when you're in that position and now it's like, okay, now I feel a lot more disenfranchised because one, not only the job prospects, they look pretty bad. Um, the people that have contributed to the downfall of the economy or you know some of the politicians that are in office and also like i'm renting a property maybe on campus i'm living in a dorm or i live in my parents house i don't own any land i don't have a job i don't really have anything i can't even Mm -hmm. legally drink so what the fuck else am i going to do with my time other than go out on the streets to start you know uh, and start marching, which, you know, uh, and I don't want to, like, you know, disparage all those people because, like I said, I get it. And a lot of that is for a good reason. But yeah. it's just you have all these disenfranchised folks who really don't know what the fuck else to do. And if I was 20 years old, if I was 19 years old, I was in college, I'd probably be selling pictures of my feet and getting out there in the streets. So I fucking do not blame those people. But that's why I said, you know, we need to go back to being distracted. We need to be going back to doing that shit. And we need to be going 
honestly, like back to work, like the COVID thing, like, look, nobody's really taking this thing seriously. I know it's like been all over the news, but nobody's really giving a fuck. Uh, you know, if we're going to commit, we should have committed, you know, months ago. Mm-hmm. Now oh, this yeah. whole, you know, one foot, not, not to keep talking about feet, but one foot in the door, one out the other um, uh, approach to it. It's just not really the right scenario. We need to go back to work because, you know, in New York, you know, there's all these people that that that, so, that are leaving the city, and then on top of that, people are losing their jobs, and 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 then there's people who are going to work every day as a as a server or waitress or, or bartender, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, and they're not making any fucking money because they don't make even minimum wage. They make right. all their money off tips, and nobody has the money to tip. Nobody's going into tip. Nobody can get the goddamn tip right now. And that's what we need is is a little bit extra on the top. Just the tip. All we need is all just we the need tip. is just the tip. And I tell you what, we can get this country back to work with just the tip in your feet. I think we can do it. Anyways. Yeah. The, vote the for whole, me for president. <laughs> let's do it, man. Let's do it. I'll vote for you. But uh, Thank you. So going back to the activism thing. And, and, I'll and pardon you for your sense. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, well, you're I mean, welcome. I, I'm, I'm uncanceled now. And honestly, I think... Being canceled is almost like a state no, of mind. No, if you're if you're if you're if you're running with me, then then it's it's all done. You better hope that this works. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. But <laughs> going to what I said about the canceling, it's a state of mind. I feel like there's certain people that let it affect them and think like, oh no, I've been canceled. That's it. And other people are like, shut up. It's words on the internet. Shut up. Yeah. You know. I think. Yeah, I think that's. I mean. Yeah. No. It really just depends on what, who your fans are. Um, and, and also what you did too, cause like certain people, yeah, you know, can't, can't get, can't, you can't do some of the things that some of these people have done. Um, but like, I mean, it's just interesting to like, and I, I you know, the cancel culture thing, it's, it's been, like I said, it's been being like a it's dead horse. Being, yep. yeah. Um, but with that being said, I do think one thing that's been interesting, uh, or one thing interesting about the Ellen thing that not a, a lot of people have really talked about is, is she didn't do anything that a lot of people's bosses don't already do you know That's what i mean it's, she, it's, was just she, she just got boss and they like she was just she, she got so famous she got so famous that she's got quote-unquote canceled for being a bitch which like you know most it people's bosses help, though. are I will assholes say or I will bitches say or dicks i will say this dan it does not help though that her whole message was be kind to everyone 100%. I mean, you go to her Twitter profile, it's so funny. Her, her profile picture is like, be kind to everybody. It's like, who? Your coworkers? Um, Honestly. Or your boys. But it's it's not those people. But, you know, it's just it's just interesting. You know, it's because like in this country, we, we build these people up um, so high. Then eventually we get to a point where like, wait, wait a minute. Why did we build you up so high? Like, you're not this perfect person that we thought you were. And, you know, they were pretending to be the entire time. And it's, it's not like that we got duped. Some people do feel like they got duped. Like my mom, she watches the show. She's like, I can't <laughs> believe it. She's mean. She didn't even hear about it. I told her about it. But like, here's the thing, like, uh, you know, to, to, to kind of touch on it and to kind of put a button on it, people don't really don't care about it other than the people that are on Twitter and the people like me and you who are really like, uh, I don't even say this really affects our lives. It does to some degree and it, it, it may, it may threaten our, our lives were like, okay, like what can we get away with saying? What, we, what can we, can we not do? But like most people, like they really give a fuck. Like I have a friend who I, I was trying to have a conversation about this with and he's not a comedian. He's, he's happy. And uh, I was talking to him about it and he was like, he was like, what's cancer culture? I'm like, have you not heard about it? He's like, he doesn't know who any of these people are. And I, and I was like, cancer culture. Like he was like, okay, I'm going to look it up. And he pulled up Instagram and started typing in Instagram or uh, cancer culture on Instagram. So this is how like removed and disconnected he is from it. And I'll, don't get me wrong. I only hand out, I only hang out with idiots, but it just goes to show like how it really doesn't even fucking matter. And it's just like another problem that we have in this world 
that um, gets in front of like a re- real problems. Like why um, am I not famous? You're right. I, exactly. I don't know why you aren't either. That's why you're on this show. Yeah. You stick with me, kid. I'll make you a star. How about that? This is this is the plat. This is the platform that I've been waiting this is for. The Thank new you. Tonight Show. I've been saying that for months. That this is the new Tonight Show. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, no, that's great. You did your five minutes. Maybe I'll invite you over to the desk. You got to keep a clean set, though. No messing around. Okay. Well, hey, I appreciate just you know the offer. Right, right, right. So going back to uh, comedy in general, where do you see you're you're very good. And I know you told me not to say this, but you are good. You are good at marketing yourself. And and what way do you see the game moving towards like just I need Instagram clicks as opposed to I need a good set? Um, does that make any sense? I feel I like, like I feel no, it does. It, no, it does. I'm I'm trying to think about it. Um, I th- I think that like you would have to like it, it, the Instagram followers are are all good, but like you know, uh, like a lot of people talk about like you have to be actually good. Um, like what are what are people following? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I just want to you know put this out there. I have not made it in any sense of the word, uh, but just the, the thing is there's a lot of comedians don't know how to market themselves, even in like a social setting, you know, yeah. you, I like, it's just, it's just so crazy. Like I, I've always been like a pretty social kid, not overly social, not like, um, I'm not like an, like an, a total extrovert. I could be introverted at times, but I know how to walk up to somebody and have a conversation. I can walk up to like a man that I want to speak to about whatever. I can walk up to a girl that I'm interested in, um, that I want to buy a drink and, and, and talk to her about it and just say, Hey, like, how are we doing? You know what I mean? Okay. Like I could, I could do those things. And a lot of people in, in comedy can't, you know, you get some of these no. people who are like, I just like, I just like, I don't know. I'm just like, I just feel weird. And it's like, I'm weird. And I'm like quirky and I'm like quirky. I'm like so quirky. And it's like, so when you have those types of people and you hand them a phone, it's like, okay, promote yourself. They're like, I don't even know how to fucking do that. Not that I do, but I'm at least trying to make the effort because um, that can go a long way. But like, I, I, I know how to walk up to somebody and have a conversation. So, um, but like with that being said, there's a lot of people that are very introverted in real life that are just really good at the internet. Um, yeah. And it's really just kind of about experiencing it and discovering it. But um, yeah, I was I was enjoying doing stand up before someone fucked the bat and started coughing on everyone. So um, <laughs> I'd like for that to be back. Hey, you're already on the road back, man. You're already doing your thing. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Uh, yeah, I'm good. trying. Hopefully these shows, hopefully these shows don't get canceled. I did a few shows at the Stress Factory, um, opening for a very funny person and. Uh, they were a blast. They were a really good time. Uh, Tim Dillon was a comedian, and we had a great time on the shows, the outdoor shows. You know, Stress Factory. They they spent like a thousand, hundred thousand dollars allegedly on on a on an outdoor tent. Wow! And the staff really crushed it. The owners crushed it. Um, Vinny Brand owns that club, and it was just a really fucking good time. Uh, the audience was amazing. The audience was there to laugh. Um, and I mean. It was it was crazy. Like it felt like it truly like I don't want to sound too sappy or get too serious, but it felt kind of like a dream. Just going from six months of bullshit yeah. to uh, to being able to do it again and and not really feeling weird. Like after five minutes, whatever. That was my first time doing stand up. Well, I should say, uh, you know, before and you know during the pandemic, whatever. Uh-huh. So I'd gone like five six months without it, and it was kind of surprising at how quickly quickly it came back you know how the nerves 
kind of melted off. Got it, man. That just must mean you got it, man. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I did hear those shows were wild. I was seeing some other very funny people tweet on the internet about how wild those shows were and how like this this material that was being uh, brought forth to people was really good, man. So so I need to somehow see that if you, if you got a clip, man. I, I'd love to see your stuff from that. Of course, but, uh, man. I mean, I'm just trying to get funny enough to work at the Lincoln Project. Maybe they'll let me intern there or something. Explain that to me because I'm seeing that on Twitter and I'm not I'm ignorant on the on the Lincoln Project. I mean, it, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's just you know it, their Twitter bio is you cannot escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today. Uh, it says Abraham mean? Lincoln. What Chinese backwards riddle is that? Yeah, I mean Abraham Lincoln was married to a mentally uh, challenged woman, so uh, just you know we should say that. But uh, <laughs> you know, which you know they deserve love too. But he, uh, you know, the, the Lincoln Project is. It's kind of interesting. I mean, I, I give these people props. It's like it's it's like a whole project Twitter account to get Trump out of office. So, oh wow, uh, we'll that's see. never been we'll see how that goes. It works. Yeah, wow. I know. Well, they, they have over two million followers. So, hey, two million followers definitely equates to a, a presidential victory or or loss. I mean, we saw that in the last yeah. election cycle. Retweets definitely equate victory. Well, it's actually Le- Lena Dunham just converted her Twitter account to uh, to an activist page, so um, that's how they got the followers. Working with think- electronics can be difficult, especially if you're an idiot like me. Today, I had a traumatic experience before I started recording with Dan. My cord broke from my microphone that connects into uh, the USB port and my mic itself. And I went everywhere to find this place. I know I live in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, so things are difficult to find in general. But I didn't get the type of customer service that I would have if I hadn't gone to really cheap geeks in Parkersburg, West Virginia. I went to two Walmarts, the mall, two GameStops, two Lowe's, Office Depot, everywhere from here to Kingdom Come. Nothing. Nothing. No, no, they did not have the cord that I needed. I go into really cheap geeks, a local shop, and they have it. Not only do they have it, they gave me a great deal, and they treated me with kindness and respect. And from now on, when I have any sort of electronic issue, I'm going to really cheap geeks in Parkersburg, West Virginia. You can find them at 3330 Emerson Avenue, Parkersburg, West Virginia, 26181. The number for that is 304-422-GEEK. That's 304-422-4335. GEEK. Real geeks, real cheap. They even fix Apple products. Really cheap geeks in Parkersburg, West Virginia. I'm done with the chains. I'm done with the chains, and I'm only shopping local now. So thank you to the gentlemen at Really Cheap Geeks in Parkersburg, West Virginia. They fix it, okay? If you got electronic issues, they can do it. Do you think that uh, we'll see another uh, election in the sense that uh, maybe a populist vote uh, does not equate like an actual victory? Do you think that whole situation would go down again? I think, I think, dude, I think it's so fucking hard to predict. I mean, that's one reason that Trump is seemingly trying to get rid of the fucking post office right like they're right like they're just plucking plucking these mailboxes because they don't want to they don't want mail-in voting they don't want they don't want a paper trail so which who can blame them really it's just dude it's just gonna be really interesting to see if there's gonna have to be like a count you know like a recount and yeah. it's gonna be like a month where we don't know who our fucking president oh, is no. yeah we're gonna be a week or more along this <laughs> Dude, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be nuts. I mean, we're nearing the mid mid September, and I don't even think that CNN and Fox News 
are prepared for the horror show that's going to come. And you know what? With that being said, it could be anticlimactic, right? Like we could get to November and it's just not Trump. And then, then nobody wants to fucking talk about anything serious for a long time, which I don't blame them. Yeah. I'm over the bullshit. As I've said, you know, I have a career that I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, I want travel bans to be lifted so I can go to Europe and, and marry a French woman. My so family just went back to Europe. My family just went. They had no issues. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. dude, the media. How how much of a goddamn lie is everything we see on the news? I mean, what is what is real and what's not? So we could just travel everywhere, but saying we can't. What's the deal with that? So they they're residents though of of in Europe. So maybe that's a little bit different. Oh, okay. That well, that yeah, yeah, that's big. That's they have dual yeah, citizenship. Yeah. What's that? Sorry. They have dual citizenship. No, they just have residency in 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 uh, in Spain. So it's all interesting. Wild. Yeah, that might help. That might count for something. Yeah, I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not uh, an expert, but I think that has something to do with it. But I went over there. Hey, who who is? You know, that's true. I could probably just. Uh, I'm the new Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson over here. That's me. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you want that job. <laughs> hey, I'm from like. Uh, I'm from West Virginia. You know, that's like. That's like kind that's of. That's true. The demographics of these people listening. If it's, you know, I don't know. Do they skew right? You think? Uh, my my listeners. Yeah. No, I think I. Well, the thing is, it's like I'm so like I just make jokes about everybody. So I like to think that my audience is That's also a great like, way to put it. I was I was testing you. I passed. There we go. All right. You passed. Yeah. No, my audience. <laughs> my audience is is right I down did. the middle. My audience is right down the middle, and I'm. Uh, I think they're well educated, and I think they're well informed, and they just like uh, they just like making fun of everybody. They realize that this is like an escape from reality. This is not real. It's a comedy podcast it doesn't really matter dude it's so important it's so important to <laughs> oh, have shit like my, that because go ahead otherwise we're lost no oh. i mean yeah it was just my voice it. my voice is so much more important than anyone else's voice i mean my show i, I agree essential broadcasting i am the modern era <laughs> i am the modern era tom brokaw it is me that is me wow Dude, that yeah, you know what's crazy is there's no Tom Brokoff. Who is the Tom Brokoff like at twenty twenty? Uh, I watch Lester Holt almost every night. He does a good job. Is he? Does he skew though? Is there like a non-skewed, a partisan or a bipartisan like? That's, you know, a political problem. It's like I don't know. It's like I'm it's NBC, NBC. NBC skews left. I know. Yep, I know. CSNBC is, is, is skews left really hard. I just um, like he I'm makes me feel good at the end of the episode. He makes me feel good. He's like, take He's care good. of yourselves, everyone. Have a good day. I like him. And you know what? That's all we need to hear. If everyone could just fucking do that, wouldn't that be so simple? If like all these people that like people hate, like these, you know, these villainized, uh, you know, people. Whether whether it's it's anyone from I don't I, I'm I'm blanking because like some people think that like Ben Shapiro is like a villain. Yeah, and I'm not, I I know I brought him up twice now. People probably think that I'm like a Who's huge. Who's the other guy? Who's the, the Crowder guy? The Crowder it's guy. Like not. Crowder. Stephen Crowder. That's a guy. That's another guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like you know, it'd be nice if everyone, no matter what, whether it's fucking Tucker Carlson, Rachel Maddow, could just say, "Hey, have a have a good day, everyone." Everyone. Everyone. I remember there was one time where I was toggling back and forth between Fox News and CNN. <laughs> just to fucking see what was going on, like just to see, yeah. And legitimately, CNN had run a story about. I mean, both bo- both of them were, were jokes, right? Right. So, like, not literally, like that wasn't the intention, but 
the way it came off it was. So, so like CNN had a brand some story. something about weed. And you know those like gas mask bongs <laughs> that you can use? Yeah. I think they had one of the reporters like use those um, because their son probably sold it to them. Right. And, uh, and then Fox News story of the day was a commentary on how ludicrous that was. <laughs> so it's just like funny to like go back and forth. It's like neither of you, both of you guys look like idiots. Right. You know, it's just the two popular girls. It's the two popular girls in school yelling back and forth about who's hotter. Like it doesn't really matter, dude. Hundo P. But this was this was this was maybe before Trump, or maybe this was early Trump when I was doing this. When I looked this up, so now now it is a little bit more. Now it's interesting because Fox News even will come out and say like, "Yeah, Trump said some wild shit." Yeah. So like that's that's when you get to a point where like, okay, maybe maybe not like the left is done with them. Or I'm done with them because I'm just annoyed. But like maybe everyone's done with them. Um, but I talked about it a little bit earlier about my dad, you know, standing behind him and thinking that it's fake news uh, and shit. That you know the, the bad things he says, even though the fake news has come out and independently verified some of the sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a cult, you know. It's like a Jim Jones type cult where right. like you know if you were to tweet, you know, gun down Antifa or you know burn down a Taco Bell, it would be done. It would do it, yeah. So it's they would absolutely do it. So we'll see. You know, I, I, dude, I don't know. I don't really fucking know. I want to be away from all the madness whenever things do go down. I'm hoping that we have a nice, quiet, calm November. And then I could do the road like one or two more weekends and then go to Thanksgiving uh, and then go to Christmas. That sounds nice. And just fucking relax, have some ice cream and Ooh. and be with my family who doesn't love each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe we get each other Christmas presents, but that's all I want. That's all I want. That's just go the back American to be my dream. biggest problem. That's the American the dream. relationship with my family. Just, just the American dream is just to fight with your family yep. and not really pay attention to the president. No, nope. and the older I get, the more I realize how like wild my my family was, and I don't really. There's nothing really like to go really into detail with. They're just like crazy people. Like in, in general, I think most families are are crazy, but like few uh, yeah. actually admit it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's really funny, you know, because I had noticed the same thing. I spent a good amount of quarantine with my family, and it's like I'm looking at us, and I'm like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Yeah. Like what? Really? What is going on? Like the only times we're like happy or at least sedated is when we're like sitting together and watching fucking like Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> which is just like a tw- twenty-two minutes of a hap- of an actual happy functional family oh on gosh. TV. That's deep. And then, and then like we just put then we pretend like that's us. And I'm like, look, this is not healthy. This is not happy. No one here makes an effort to understand each other. But nobody nobody makes an effort to understand each other in this country, anyways. No. Like to to as as a whole. I mean, obviously, some people do. Um, that's kind of one thing I really love about New York. It, even though like we are divided a lot in this country, and New York, you know, you could fucking tell the bodega guy, "Hey, I'll uh, can I pay for this tomorrow?" And if they know you, they'll be like, "Yeah, sure." Like that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful wow. sense of community. But that's more of a family than it is in my fucking house when we're when we're like fighting over god knows what you know there, there's common misconceptions that you not to get too deep now there's common misconceptions that you can't choose your family but you really can and your family is who who you like make it out to be almost it's the people you associate with the wow. most wow that's deep yeah. yeah no that's you're you're exactly right i mean i think that a lot of people are are 
Well, prisoners of their family's approval, um, and I, I'm not saying that I'm free from that, but uh, it's 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 tough, man. You want you want your family to love you, but I forget who said it. It was some philosopher saying you need to like kill off your parents Jesus. before you can be happy. Yeah, I mean, not literally, but like you know, mentally in your head. But probably, I mean, this was you know thousands of years ago, so probably he meant literally. But like the metaphor is there is like killing them off, and you know. Uh, metaphorically moving on in your life without them, but really it's just about like without their shadow of approval. I mean, look so, at birds. Birds will just yeah. drop the babies out there and say, take off. That's it. And Dude, gone. I was thinking about that. I, by the way, it was so funny. Your your West Virginia accent came out in that. Um, it happens, but, uh, bro. No, it happens it's, sometimes. It's, it's great, dude. I apologize. Dude, don't, don't hide it. Lean, it, lean, lean into it. No, you apologize. Lean into it. Um, I don't. I just don't want to be typecast uh, as like, uh, all right, Frank's on the blue collar tour. I'm gonna be in. Uh, <laughs> I'm being new well, Smyrna yeah, Beach. Don't, talk, don't, don't. <laughs> Yeah, well, don't talk like that. But you know, don't, don't hide from your roots. You know, they're there. Um, but but yeah, it's 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 uh, it's interesting. I forget the point that I was gonna. Oh yeah, birds, birds. I was actually thinking about the other day because I'm in the middle of the desert now, and like you know, you see all these creatures and shit. And I'm like, you know what? Fucking a lot. There's a lot of animals, or there's a lot of birds that once they're born, they just go fucking. They say go do it. And you know what? I think a lot more people would be better off if that was the case. Yeah. You know, you do need some sort of infrastructure there. Um. But then a big problem is you know comparing yourself to other people. And I was actually trying to write something about this about. You know, the uh, the romanticizing of, you know, the family unit um, in TV sitcoms. Yeah. It doesn't exist. There's no end of, you know, the episode lesson that we all can come together on and sit around the fireplace and hug each other. And, oh, you know, mommy's a liberal, daddy's a conservative, but it doesn't matter. We love each other. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. The only way, and this is from my father's mouth, is to get by, is to take all those feelings and, and apprehensions you have and bury them deep, deep inside you. That is the only way to go about life. And never talk so, about them again. That's uh, And never talk. And about never them. talk about them again. That's why we need to go back to being distracted, uh, like we were talking about earlier in the episode. Is just find a way for us to be sedated. I mean, this country is at its best when it's sedated off fast food. Yep. And we we need like a good TV show. You but know, we need like TV is kind of dead. We need TV. TV. We need TV. We need we need a Tiger King. The, the, the biggest mistake about this whole experience was was not trying to find the next Tiger King after that. You know what I mean? Like, we need to be hammering out Tiger Kings for this country to be operational. I mean, really, truly, look at, you know, the 90s, early 2000s, before there was, like, Netflix and all that shit, YouTube. It was fucking Seinfeld, yeah. you know, late night TV, uh, stand up, or sorry, uh, Saturday Night Live. All these programs, everybody was raining in, friends. You know, these were things that King were common denominators for American though. people. King of Queens, and now we're reaching a little bit. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I grew up on that show. But yeah, no, like th- ways, like those are as part of America as Taco Bell, McDonald's, yeah. Subway, all that shit. Ways for us to sedate ourselves. And that's when this country is at its best, is when we're not really looking too deep into things. And now we've had like six months to do that without any banger TV shows. There were no protests while Tiger King was going on. It's a great point. You know what I mean? There, there were no protests during, during that show. And now, so, now I'm pissed off. Where is the next I'm Tiger pissed King? off. I'm pissed off, Dan. Here's the deal. I'm pissed off because they're putting Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars. On Dancing with the Stars. Is that real? She killed her husband. She killed her husband. Uh, she's Crazy. a murderer. Yeah. 
She's a murderer, right? And plus, she's so wild. She's, but got I mean, a, like, she's got a cuck husband. I mean, look at that guy. You see, major cuck husband. But then, of course, I have. I mean, that's what everyone wants. Every woman wants right now. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, they're putting on Dancing with the Stars. Um, it's interesting, you know, like. If she wasn't white, would she be on Dancing with the Stars? Would she be like more villainized? So there are, there are like a lot of uh, ways to look at that and say, look, there's a lot of valid points that are being made, but nobody's really talking about that. Um, that's white privilege if if you do want to you know mm-hmm. um, use use that term. But it's just it's just it's just fucking wild. I mean, how more perfect is it is that this woman who's just she's good on camera. She's like, hey, maybe I killed my husband and maybe I didn't. I mean, look at our president. He's like, maybe I was on the island, maybe I wasn't. He was a great guy. Who knows? And you know, he's he's you know, he's our he's our president. She's gonna be on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, this is what our country and our, our networks who who are not afraid these networks who are not afraid to cancel someone at the drop of a drop of a pin no. are willing to put someone who's like universally at least digitally uh, or online the the online communities he accepted that she did kill her husband it was a major part they were like you know what let's put her on dancing with the stars for the ratings you know what they took off roseanne roseanne if you left her on i mean and literally just let her say whatever the fuck you wanted to do yeah. whether you could agree uh, with her or not like those ratings would go through the goddamn roof let her tweet as much as she wants you know what i mean like those ratings would be insane so uh it's just really interesting i, I i'm annoyed with that too but but what are you gonna do i didn't watch the show beforehand but it's just this is the sign of the times yeah, and I'm just mad, and I'm just mad that I got passed over again for Dancing with the Stars when I put nothing but time and effort into it. I nominated you. I nominated you. I mean, they have never seen me in the ballroom. I'm unbelievable. No, they've never seen. Me. I know you are. <laughs> oh man, sorry. I'm watching the Celtics <laughs> game right now. I got money on it. They just lost. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the sorry. Celtics lost. So, what, so what's the series tied at? Uh, what is that? Three three. Yes, sir. It's three three. Uh, Jalen Brown or Marcus oh, Smart. Man. Marcus Smart just missed a three pointer to tie it at the end, and I hate Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is is probably a guy that if you're a gambler like yourself, you probably don't like Marcus Smart because he's never a numbers guy. I don't know what if there's ever been a line on Mike, Marcus Smart where it's like an over under like eight points. Yeah. Um, you can never really bet. Betting the over is like playing Russian roulette. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like you don't know if he's going to care enough to shoot. Um, it's interesting that they had him take that shot. I wasn't watching the game. I'm actually trying to focus on this podcast like a professional. Okay, but <laughs> this is a different level of I'm comedian kidding, right kidding. here. You're at a different platform. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm on Twitter. I'm tweeting about you. And <laughs> no, but <laughs> the it's 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 just interesting. I I picked. I'm a huge basketball fan. I'm I'm glad that you're you're into it as well. I picked the Celtics to to make it out of the East. I think that they will. I think they have the no, most firepower. I, it's gotta I don't be know when Gordon gotta Hayward. Be heat. You're wrong. Now, now that the Heat, the Heat looked pretty good. Someone compared them to the 04 Pistons. Now, like, look, I, I'm, I'm still hesitant. I'm hesitant to get on any bandwagons. I hopped on the Trailblazers bandwagon real hard. I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna put in say that I didn't bet on this. Thank God that they'd make it to the finals. Um, I got a little gung ho there. Yep. I, I forgot a few things. I forgot about a guy named LeBron James and uh, a, a man named Carmelo Anthony who's never won anything in his life. No, but he's praised. Uh, he's praised beyond title. belief. He's praised beyond belief, which I'm, I, I look, I, I have been a, a mellow, I guess you could say maybe a mellow hater throughout my entire life, um, but only because the mellow supporters are so, you know, you know, out of their minds. <laughs> he's the best Olympic player of all time. Like he's that. the best Olympic player. I, I mean, <laughs> 
I mean, dude, they're like, he's a great Olympian. I mean, he lost, you know, I mean, look, look at the 04 Olympics. I mean, Train uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just like the guy has never propelled his team to greatness. He had uh, Allen Iverson, you know, a J.R. Smith, who was a young, athletic, promising player, Kenyon Martin. Um, Nene, that Nuggets team he had with AI was extremely talented, and he's supposed to be like, like it was supposed to be him and LeBron James kind of coming mm-hmm. out of that draft. Was supposed to be like the two guys, which I never bought into anyway. So he had this amazing star-studded team with multiple Hall of Famers. Allen Iverson, who, by the way, even though he did have that run with the Sixers, never really been that much of a winner. Um, if you look at the, the, yeah, the I mean, numbers never career. lie. Numbers um, don't lie. Numbers, numbers never lie, and 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 the analytics, like the advanced analytics, do not favor him uh, that much. But you look at you look at that Nuggets team, and then so Allen Iverson is he leaves, and then and then you have, you bring in Chauncey Billups for Allen Iverson, and then that team goes to the Western Conference Finals. So Chauncey Billups should be in the Hall of Fame. I know he talked about it a little bit the other week. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been ta- I think I talked about it on on my podcast a little bit of it or a little bit, or at least with a friend about how Chauncey Billups should be in the hall of fame. He's a finals MVP. He took that Nuggets team to a conference final, something that Allen Iverson, or I don't even, I'm not even going to say Mello did it because it's, it's Chauncey really was the leader of that team, but Mello, he also ruined the Knicks for like mm-hmm. years. I mean, you look at Carmelo Anthony, it's him and, 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 and de Blasio who have <laughs> fucked that city more than anybody else. And <laughs> I mean, they had Amari Stoudemire. They, and then they ended up trading, uh, and they were really good that year. And then they ended up training Danilo Gallinari, yep. Wilson Chandler, and Raymond Felton, that team. All the, a lot of these guys, uh, Felton and Sotomayor lost touches. Then you lose Gallinari, who's been a proven score, more efficient player. Who who would you rather take now, Gallinari or, or Melo? Gallinari, hands down. Yeah. Uh, Wilson Chandler was a solid player throughout most of his career. So it's just, it's just you know, I've never been a big Melo fan, never been a big mellow guy as a first option it was nice to see him in that third role on the blazers hitting a few knockdown threes and being actually engaged in defense for once he is a a sort of a matador on defense if you will and honestly (laughs) i'm having a hard time uh so me being from west virginia NBA, the closest NBA team is like three and a half hours away in Cleveland. And and I have a channel on my childhood TV. The Cavs are on, were on TV every night. Okay, my favorite player was Anderson Zerjao. Yeah. But I don't really have... That is insane. I don't really have an NBA team. I don't really have a team. Yeah. I mean, like... Do I don't I, have a team either, but I, I, I grew up in Tampa. So there was we had the Magic. Even Ooh. people from Orlando aren't that big Magic fans. I mean, I was never... There was no relationship with Tampa and Orlando that I felt that I needed to become a Magic fan, and I always kind of enjoyed being a free agent fan. Uh, anyways, so LeBron's always been my guy. I've always followed players around, yeah, and it helped me appreciate the entire league. I've always kind of wished that I had a, a favorite team, you know, but I could have also. There's there's a con to that. It's like, what if you grew up in Washington D.C. and now you're a fucking Wizards fan? Right. I mean, good luck. No one, no one as an NBA fan could take you that seriously. If you're a Washington Wizards fan, and I know that you're close to uh, Virginia a little bit, you're you're west of it, I believe, as your state says. Yep. Um, but yeah, it would just suck to be a Wizards fan, right? And and I would just I I don't I know they get a bad rap. I know they get a horrible rap, and you probably have your own thoughts about them. But there's something about those diehard Knicks fans that just complain all day. There's something I like about. Of course, them. I don't know what it is. I. I I like it. It's what's interesting is in the NBA, there's two fan bases that are more delusional than anybody else, and it's the New York Knicks and the Miami Heat. <laughs> now, 
The Miami Heat have actually had some success. But the Miami Heat, if you ask them in a year, and this is actually why they're good, by the way, is that they every single beginning of the season, they think that their team's going to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. And the president plays that uh, – Builds the team that way, Pat Riley, the head coach, builds the team that way, and all their players, that is the culture of the team. But look, like I didn't think that the, the Heat were going to make it this far, but Miami Heat fans thought that the entire year, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this, I don't even think they're smart for thinking that because the odds were so stacked against them. Um, but it happened. Uh, the New York Knicks had that same delusion without any of the success. So the Knicks are obviously the most delusional, but it is those two fan bases in my mind that are, are you know, uh, they're, they're they're the most optimistic. The Knicks, the Knicks just have these delusions that 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 oh well, we're gonna get Zion. Oh, okay, well that didn't work. Okay, we're gonna yep. get a top free agent. Okay, well that didn't work, and it all just stems back to the owner. It's all the owner's fault. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. They'll never be successful until he sells the team, or until they convince him to sell the team. No. I mean, people were cheering that he got coronavirus at the beginning of the Didn't year. He, doesn't he? So own, that just shows own you ownership group. Don't they own the Cleveland Indians too, or did I dream that? I can Google that. Real that quick. I cannot speak I'm on. Google what that I can tell you is is that yeah, Google that because that'd be interesting. I mean, they there it's the, the Madison Group owns. A lot of buildings. I mean, they, they own like Radio City Music Hall. I think they own the Beacon Theater. And James Dolan is actually part of a band, like a blues band. Yeah, he's in like which, some ska band. Yeah, it is the Dolans, by the way. They own uh, the Indians. Well, that is unfortunate. Um, I know that they've had you know minor successes, but maybe that's why they lost to the Cubs in that one that's series. You know, that's my uh, sport. That, that's me right there is baseball. That's me. You're a big baseball guy? Yeah, I was a baseball scout last year. I was a pro scout. Are you serious? Yeah, dead serious. That's why I couldn't do uh, as much comedy as I wanted to. Doing scouting stuff. Dude, what a cool fucking job. Yeah, it was cool. It was pretty all right. A uh, lot of long hours, all nights and weekends, and uh, a lot of what watching. team? Uh, no, I worked for an agency, so twenty five big league teams. Bought my data and uh, ESPN, CBS. Who else? Some big colleges. We do some college games, so I do a lot of minor league scouting and uh, college scouting, and then sometimes I would like do pitch chart for MLB games and like just Statcast type stuff, MLB games, and uh, so so it was a lot of long nights watching single A ball in in, in Utah. Some like eighteen-year-old Dominican kid throwing one hundred and ten miles an hour is a lot of that. A lot of that. Wow, dude, that's so cool, man! What a cool job. So, are you doing that again this year? Oh, or what? No. Uh, well, so here, here was my, here was my master plan. Here was going to be my, my ticket to, uh, to the wonderful. Uh, metropolis of New York City. I had an interview with the New York Mets. I was going to work with the New York Mets. It was the only oh, team I applied congrats. to. I, it was the only team I applied to. I was like, "All right, this is it. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be in the city. Be able to do my my my." Why not the Yankees? Uh, I don't like the Yankees. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, okay. I, I just like National League Baseball better. That's that's just me. Gotcha. I, I'm I'm indifferent. I was just curious. Okay, my bad. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, so yeah, I had the interview at New York Mets and went well and it's second interview time and then Corona hit and it's just like, oh, well that's, that's gone. Damn. That's gone. But damn dude, I'm fucking sorry about that, man. Don't apologize because it has, it, the, you'll, you'll get back. No, it has, the Mets, opened, what, it has they suck this year? what's that? Did the Mets suck this year? Yeah, they're horrible. But the, what it's done is it, yeah, it's, 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 it's lifted the veil in my life that it's like, you can't have a career in sports and also a career in, in entertainment. It's literally impossible because both are entertainment things. So you need to pick the one instead of trying to, you know, uh, balance both. 
So it's been a good thing. And let me know, ask you this: how much? How much would the job have paid you? No, not a lot. Not a lot. It wouldn't have paid a lot. Oh, okay. I still would have had like three roommates <laughs> and three roommates and a, and a scrub apartment paid like I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, I was gonna say if they're gonna like throw six figures at you from the jump, then I was like you you should have done that. <laughs> yeah, Frank, uh, they're actually gonna uh, you're gonna be an assistant to the GM. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it seems like they could get all the help or could use all the help they can. Oh get. yeah, they look. They, they they. I went to I went to a few Yankees games. So are you a Yankees? I went to a few guy, Yankees. Games are you a Yankees? Guy? No, no. I I've, I used to be a big baseball guy when I was a kid. And then I just ended up picking like basketball is going to be my diehard sport, mm-hmm. the NBA specifically. But I, yeah, I went to a few Yankees games, man. I went to a few. I, I, I really lucked out on my time in New York. So like I, I'm not there right now. I'm in, in the desert in, in, in Palm Springs, California. I'm not sure when this episode comes out. It might be in LA by the time it does. Probably tomorrow. But I'm on the West Coast regardless. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah, I'll still be in Palm Springs. But um, yeah, I'm on the West Coast for now, but I was living in New York before the pandemic, and I, I got really fucking lucky with some of the, the the going to the games and stuff. Like, I went to a few Knicks games, and you know, I they were friends who I like had extra tickets yeah. and like you know good spots, and then I got box seats to a Rangers game at MSG mm. through a job I had as a temp, and then I. Went to two Yankees games, both in suites. Holy One was like a friend moly. worked at some company, and then the second Yankees game I went because the first one was like a regular, just a regular like box suite, like like nothing super fancy, but like a little bit fancy where there was like a spread, but it was outdoors, right? Yeah. The second suite I went to was the player suite, like the old play. So like I was in what? a box suite with Mariano Rivera, um, fucking all these guys, and I forget. And dude, this is like how like not much of a sports fan I am or like baseball fan I am is like I forget the uh, T- oh what is the guy's name Tino something Tino Martinez who played for the Yankees he's all yeah he um his daughter got me and my friend free tickets so we got in through her what the and heck? it was a bunch of like yeah so he was there all these people were there because it was like they do like the old timers game yep. before. Um, and then they have like they do that before like the actual game, uh, regular season game, and it was dude, it was insane. Like there was like lobster rolls, all this shit. And me and my buddy, we were like, okay, like we're gonna go, we're gonna take an edible beforehand, we're gonna go, we're gonna get fucked up because it's free liquor, all that stuff. And we get in there, and like we like have to like meet someone outside that shows us in Yankee Stadium, all this stuff. And as soon as the guy gets to us, we immediately realize like, oh, we're we're like underdressed because the guy's like sizing us up. My friend is wearing like camo shorts and like a black t-shirt and like Chuck Taylor socks with no Chuck Taylor shoes with no socks. I'm wearing like a beat up pair of, of khaki pants with like dirty ass shoes and like an old, you know, bar t-shirt from Tallahassee, Florida. And we look like two guys who they picked like from off the street to get free tickets. It literally looked like, you know, like fucking, the gang from It's Always Sunny. You guys want a radio contest and you know about those tickets. We, we looked like as soon as we went in there, like people were like, who the fuck let these lower class individuals? Because people were dressed like they were going to a club. Oh my God. You know what I mean? It's a and ball like, game. Yeah, because it's a, well, dude, it's a ball. Yeah, of, of, dude, exactly. But I mean, these are like, you know, children of, you know, multi, multi, multi millionaires. All these, like, they did this thing. Uh, during the game, during the seventh inning stretch, where they had like current players 
on the Yankees list off like their like they named their favorite player growing up uh-huh. and like all the answers were like people that were in the same suite as us so all those kids were there and they're just watching like their dads get like you know glorified and, and praised and were there like in the corner you know <laughs> high and drinking and like eating like lobster roll and pizza literally we got in there and the, we were like the edible started kick in and we we're like okay like we need to eat immediately we didn't talk to anybody even though we knew some of the people there we like went into a corner and we just ate like four plates of pizza and hot dogs and like my friend comes over they're like are you gonna like join us and we're like oh yeah just like give us a second Uh, we need to get this out of our system before we like try to reintegrate back with like you know the posh people you just got a lot of great experience it was a lot of fun (laughs) you're trying to talk to mariana revoke yeah i'm like like, playing with jeter what was it like i'm like guzzling i'm like (laughs) <laughs> i'm like guzzling down sushi my eyes are red and the guy's like oh nice to meet you i'm like yeah i'm friends with your son and i don't even know who he is um but it was it was a blast yeah man dan carney lucking into luxury that's the story right there that's what i've gathered dude, lucking into luxury I, dude that i i mean i'm not even kidding that's the one of the best ways to put uh my life in the last few years i've lucked into a lot of good things uh, i mean hey don't don't feel sorry about it, man. You earned it. You know they were meant for. A reason. I'm not. I'm not. I'm lucky. Yeah, this is the good. This is the better life. Yeah, and look at that. It's all culminating on the new Tonight Show with me, Franklin Miller. I mean, dude, this is this is the climax of my career. After this, I need to kill myself. Yeah, I, I highly recommend doing that. Anyways, uh, is there <laughs> everyone? Make sure uh, to follow Dan. Where can they follow you at, my friend? Let let here. Go ahead. You just take yeah. Look. Go ahead. Yeah, in Instagram and Twitter, you could follow me at Dan Man Carney, and uh, I post like sketches and shit. I have a podcast too, non-competing, um, nowhere near as good. I just started it actually. It's called The Dan Show, but you could find that. Really, just kind of like follow me on those social media platforms, and you'll see all the shit that I'm doing. Um, figure out for yourself how much you want to engage. He's a good follow guy, but I'm happy to be here. And I'm very happy to be on. Very happy to be on your show. Um, I'm really glad that we were able to do this and make it work despite being in two separate parts of the country and relying on the internet like everything else. Oh, man, we've been playing phone tag for a week. It's a it's a whole rigmarole. But I'm really happy I got to talk to you, man. You're a really good dude. You're a really good comic. And uh, hope to see more of you in the future, my friend. Thank you, man. Of course. I, I hope so, too. I hope to see more of you. Um, maybe we'll meet in person. Maybe. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hang out in West Virginia as, as after we both fail in this business and we'll we'll start as coal miners together. I know so what we can do. We can, we can, tell, we can tell those Trump flags. I'm seeing a ton of Trump flags in my hometown. This is the last thing I'm going to say. I'm seeing a ton of Trump flags in my hometown where they have his face photoshopped on Rambo's body shooting a gun. I don't know if you've seen those. Oh, Rambo's body? Dude, I've seen those too because like I, like I said, I'm from Florida and like there's some towns near me where there's a ton of those set up. Look, there's money to be made. Yeah. You could shit on the guy as much as you want. There was, he's created job opportunities, and that is selling his face photoshopped on Rambo's body on an American flag. So, um, yeah, maybe we'll have to get involved in that in some capacity. We'll do it. Whenever whenever I inevitably bomb out, we'll definitely do it. But thank you for uh, being on here today, Dan. You can follow me at Franco's World underscore. Uh, I will see you when I see you, and uh, keep taking care of yourselves. That's what I was supposed to say, and I hope you have a great day. See you.